been trying to think over the last uh, week or so about uh, what kind of topics we need to be looking at. I don't want to just kind of run off on a series. I want to make sure we're talking about stuff that's, that's real and relevant to where we're all at. We spoke about fear a couple of weeks ago, but I want to talk about something a little bit different, kind of connected, but a little bit different today. Uh, something that we're all having to, I suppose, learn to live with at the moment is a bit of a sense of disappointment. Maybe the disappointment is around um, cancelled events, things that you were looking forward to, things that were just around the corner that have now been stopped because of lockdown. Maybe it was lost opportunities or experiences that you were really looking forward to. Uh, maybe like for me, it's been my birthday this week um, and my birthday can't look how it would normally look. We can't go out, we can't do loads of different things. We can't have those kind of uh, fun experiences because we're on lockdown. And it's interesting how we're all having to face these kind of things in different ways uh, to kind of to different levels. But for some people, this experience of being disappointed can go pretty deep. And it's not really a case of just saying, oh, well, we just need to get over it. Because for some people, um, it's a real struggle. I've come across three friends um, over the last couple of weeks who are all at different stages of having a baby. Uh, one of them is kind of in that um, in the, the kind of earlier stages of pregnancy, well, well not necessarily early, but going through the whole kind of growing the baby phase. Uh, and this lockdown has meant that they just can't have contact with people. They can't celebrate some of those things with people, can't, um, can't go and catch up with groups and, and talk about what they're going through and, and have those kind of experiences like a baby shower, all those kind of things. Um, and, and that's a tough thing to deal with. I've got another friend who's literally just come out of hospital from having a baby, um, but an entirely different scenario to what she expected because she goes in, can't really see anyone in her family, uh, comes out, can't introduce the baby to any new people. Uh, and those kind of scenarios, it's just not what she planned, not what she'd hoped for. And then uh, another friend who's had a baby, but is kind of in the, the middle of maternity leave. And she's quite understandably feeling frustrated that what she thought maternity leave would look like has been kind of robbed from her a little bit because those opportunities just to spend quality time with the baby, go and see friends, do stuff that, that she's really looking forward to has been interrupted and stopped because of this lockdown. And I suppose the reality is for each of those people, what's happened is they've I suppose, had hopes uh, and built a picture in their mind of what they imagined these phases and these moments would look like. And that's what we do. We, we, we get, I suppose, we build an image in our heads. We have this ideal that we, uh, that we kind of make up in our minds. And then what we do is we plan um, and we organise our lives to enable that to become a reality. And that's what pursuing ideals looks like. And there's an important side note for us to think about here because we have to remember that in our society, uh, in, in our country, in the way that our lives work, we are incredibly fortunate that we can actually do that. We can imagine, we can dream, we can make things happen. Because for so many people in the world, they can't do that. Some, some stats for you, recent stats show that 10% of the world's population live on less than $2 a day. It's over 700 million people. Uh, a third of the people across the globe um, um, 
a third of the entire urban population across the globe are living in slums, so that's unsafe or unhealthy homes in a crowded city. In 2016, over 63 million children aged 6 to 11 were not attending school. And, and I suppose when we think about those kind of things, the idea of dreaming and imagining life being different is impossible for some people. I remember um, uh, seeing a, a little snippet of a, a documentary on TV where um, Scarlett Moffat went and lived in Africa um, and, and kind of went and showed uh, her way of life to, to the people who were living kind of out in the, in the wild almost and uh, in tribes. And, uh, and the mindset was just entirely different. That People didn't dream, didn't aspire to, to move away, to go and achieve bigger and better things. Their mindset was entirely different. So we have to, I suppose, temper what we're talking about when we're thinking about ideals with the fact that not everyone in the world has this luxury and is fortunate to do that. So we've got to acknowledge the desperation uh, and the, the difficulty that people across the world have, um, but also understand how fortunate we are to be able to plan and choose how we, think, how we, how we want things to be. And the, the reality is this is our reality. This is the world that we live in, this is the country we live in, these are the opportunities that we have. So our pursuit of the ideal isn't wrong. It isn't wrong to pursue uh, better things, to pursue experiences and, and, and quality things. It's actually quite natural. It's kind of part of the natural drive that you learn when you grow up in society like this. But coping when the reality doesn't match the image you had in your head is where the challenge comes. That's where things get quite difficult. I suppose the interesting question for us is, have you ever built something up in your head and been disappointed with the reality? Maybe it was a birthday that was coming up and you were hoping for a surprise party or a particular present and it just didn't materialise. And yeah, people tried, but it just wasn't what you'd hoped it would be. Uh, maybe it was more serious than that. Maybe you're in a scenario where where someone just said something that, um, that made you feel ridiculed or rejected or put down in a particular situation and you just get that sense of, of disappointment that someone made you feel like that. Maybe you were going for a job and they chose someone else other than you. Um, and that ideal of what you imagined life would look like moving forward is shattered because the opportunity never materialised. Uh, or maybe it's that thing for those people who are in relationships where you're getting to the end of the honeymoon period of your relationship and that first time you realise that the person that you are with isn't actually perfect. It's those kind of things, isn't it, where we have to cope with disappointment and, and the, the reality of a situation sweeps in and uh, knocks us off our feet at times. And it happens all the time. When we think back to my three, uh, my three friends who are in different stages of having a baby, um, my heart goes out to them really because it feels like life has thrown them a curveball at the moment, that each of them will have had ideals of what life before having the baby would look like or what having the baby would look like or what maternity leave would look like. They each had a picture of what they hoped that would be. But their struggle and their disappointment is real. And what we've got to understand is in some ways what we're talking about is this sense of disappointment and, and uh, the overall kind of frustration with the situation is, is in some ways it's, it's like grief. 
it's a form of grief. It's not obviously grief in the way that we, we see it sometimes in life, but it is the same emotion, it's the same feeling. They're grieving what they hoped would be. And the question for us to consider when we understand that that's reality is how do we manage in these times? How do we cope in these times? And I suppose this is where this whole idea of faith comes back into play. For me, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but for me, faith isn't really about asking God to fix a situation and then sitting back and expecting him to make everything right again, just, if you, just as you've requested. That's not really been my experience of faith at all. And I suppose if I'm honest about my life, and I've spoken about this quite a lot when we've, when we've talked, my experience has been, I've grown up in a Christian family, I've always had this kind of connection with God and I've always pursued God and wanted him involved in stuff. But actually when I think about that, I've spent my whole life living with that connection and I've then hoped and prayed through so many scenarios. So for instance, my, my dad has got multiple sclerosis and for most of my adult life, I've watched him gradually deteriorate. I've prayed so many times, cried out at times that God would step in and stop that um, situation from worsening, would, would heal him, would help him, would, would help him get better. I think about when my, my brother died when I was in my early 20s, that situation was another classic one that was just completely wrapped up in there's hopes and ideals of what we think life will look like. And then in an instant, someone has an accident and dies, your hopes are shattered in that moment. And then more recently, when I think about the journey me and Han have been on as we tried to, to have another baby and lost three babies on the trot, three miscarriages, there were so many times in that process where we desperately hoped that, that God would come through and that, that, that our faith would be enough to pull us through this scenario um, and God would, would deliver the outcome that we wanted to. But so many times it, it not being reality and, and it's just so hard because sometimes that's what life looks like. And when I think about my life, I'm probably on at least plan F or plan G at the moment, um, just because of how things have gone. And, and I suppose the, the harsh reality of what we know about life is sometimes what we desperately want to happen doesn't come to fruition. And that ideal of, of what we've got, that picture in our mind, might not always become reality. But when we spoke about faith a few weeks ago, we talked about how faith isn't about quantity. It's not about the more you have, the more God will act. Or if you can just have enough, then you'll unlock this opportunity for God to do something more. And Jesus confirms this when he talks uh, in the book of Matthew. He's talking to the disciples and he describes faith like a mustard seed. Now, the interesting thing, he uses mustard seed. Uh, and actually, the mustard seed at the time was the smallest seed they could describe. So when even though he's used something that you can quantify, he's chosen the smallest thing to describe what faith looks like. And what he's saying is, faith the size of, the, the size of a mustard seed is enough. That is enough by itself. And if I think of faith being more about connection and reliance on God, it doesn't matter how small it is, like the mustard seed, 
it exists. As long as that seed exists, as long as that kind of connection and that reliance on God exists in some way, um, it's there, it's present and it can make a difference. And what I found in my life, even though um, I've, I've kind of struggled and been challenged, but, but prayed and clung on to God in those times. What I found is my faith grows through those experiences, through journeys, through navigating challenges, through disappointment, through rejection. All these different kind of things enable my faith to actually grow. So faith doesn't have to stay the size of a mustard seed, but as long as it exists, it has the opportunity to grow and to develop. My faith grows because I can see that God was with me through those times. And even though I look back at the scenarios where things didn't work out and things were devastating and the reality was, was harsh, I now look back in hindsight and go, man, God was with me. And I couldn't have got through it without him in that. And as a result, something grows inside of me and strengthens me to say, do you know what? Even if my ideal doesn't happen, then I know that I'm going to be okay. And I know that God is with me. I know it's going to be all right. And if you're feeling like what you're experiencing is far from ideal, then we need to remember that, don't we? That God is with us. That he's in the middle of this. He's not going anywhere. He doesn't promise to grant us all of our wishes, but he does promise to be with us always. And that's the key thing for us. And when we connect with that, it changes us. We can find things like peace and hope when we connect with him in those kind of times. And also what we find is when we do that, when we're pursuing, when we connect with him, we find that our minds become transformed and our perspective shifts. My favourite passage uh, in the Bible, I've got two, but one of them is this, Romans 12. And I, we read it quite a lot because... Uh, for me, it's so important. This is what it says in the, um, in the New Living Translation. It says, and so, dear brothers and sisters, ple uh, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviour and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And that can be the reality for us today, that by choosing to connect with God, by pursuing him, even if our reality um, uh, is different from what we hoped it would be. Our, our ideals have been dashed by scenarios that we're having to face. That connecting with God has the ability to transform the way that we think. It can bring peace into our lives, into our situations. It can instill hope into us when we didn't think that was possible. And we can choose that today by by, I suppose, chasing after God and pursuing that connection. This whole idea of transformation can sound pretty daunting. And uh, we're going to move on next week to look at that in a little bit more detail because I think it deserves a little bit of time to itself. Um, so we're going to look at that next week. Um, but that's what we want to talk about today. When life is far from ideal, how do we manage those scenarios? We hope it wouldn't be the case but sometimes we have to deal with a curveball 
that makes our world look really different from what we uh, imagined and, and dreamed it would be. But even in those times, God is with us. He's there in the middle of it. And if we can connect with him, it can transform uh, the way we think and the way we feel. And it can enable us to come through it, uh, not just survive it, but actually come through it stronger. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you that whatever we go through in life, you will always remain by our side. And I just pray um, that as we um, navigate slightly strange and confusing times, maybe we are experiencing disappointment and we are far from ideals uh, of what we hoped life would be like. God, I just pray in this time, we would all feel you closer uh, than we have done before. And that as a result, we would find peace and we'd find hope in you. Amen. So that's all for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we look forward to catching up with you again, maybe uh, at some point in the week. But if not, we will see you next Sunday. Take care.